Hello everyone, my name is Caleb Walgren, and you're listening to Season 4, Episode 68 of Brody Sports Talk. I am the founder of the podcast, and I am joined by my fellow Brody to rank some people today, uh, and that is Derek Rusnick. Derek, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm definitely, if I had to put it into words, probably somewhere in the 50 to 41 range. 50 to 41. Hmm. Uh, that's very relevant uh, because we are going to be doing players 50 through 41 for our projections for the 2023 NFL season. That's right. It's going to happen every Friday in June. You get an episode of the Brody 50. So 10 players a week, once a week. It's a beautiful thing. First, Derek, uh, I'm going mm-hmm. to go through the players who were ranked last year, but who are no longer ranked this year. So going from the bottom of last year's list to the highest, number 49 was Dalvin Cook, the Vikings running back. He is no longer ranked. I mean, there's rumors they're going to cut him. Uh, number 46 was Xavier Howard, the Dolphins defensive back. Number 44, Leonard Williams, the Giants defensive tackle. Number 43, Derek Carr, then the Raiders quarterback, but now the Saints quarterback. And number 41 last year, or um, I almost skipped one, and uh, that would be number 42, Rashawn Gary, the Packers linebacker, who I like so much. And number 41 was Dak Prescott, the Cowboys quarterback. He just threw too many picks and didn't play enough last year. And number 40 was Debo Samuel, the 49ers uh what what did he call himself uh, in the off season last year? A wide back, wide uh, back. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So he he definitely was more of a wide receiver again, and not as dynamic on the field. Uh, a man who at number thirty four, who's just had too many injuries to to really count on, is David Bakhtiari, the Packers' offensive tackle. At number thirty three, Shaquille Leonard, the Colts' linebacker. Uh, this one, uh, I think. If we looked back at this, we would say we made a huge mistake. Uh, number 32, we had Kyler Murray, the Cardinals quarterback. Uh, maybe they should have left that homework clause in his contract. Mm. Uh, number 31 uh, last year was Trey Hendrickson, the Bengals defensive end. Uh, narrowly missing the list this year, but he did miss it after being on last year, was number 29, Minka Fitzpatrick, the Steelers safety. Uh, another couple quarterbacks that have missed number 26, Matthew Stafford, the Rams quarterback just heard a lot last year. Uh, we need to see him back on the field before we can say anything for sure. And at number 25, Russell Wilson, the Broncos quarterback, uh, let's ride. Uh, maybe, maybe they're going to get it turned around with Sean Payne, but not, not that much faith from our, our voters on this. At number 21, Ronnie Stanley, the Ravens offensive tackle. Again, too many offensive tackle injuries to really rely on him. And then last year's number five was Tom Brady, and he is currently retired. So uh, we do not have him in the top 50 players for this coming year. But uh, who knows? It is Brady. Uh, Anything can happen. Uh, Derek, not necessarily out of those players, but Anytime we put these lists together, it's a big exercise and it's a lot of work. I want to know, uh, because we have not started announcing the players yet, but who do you feel was snubbed uh, 
in the process that we have here of getting these players together. Yeah, because we're talking about uh, players 41 through 50, I'm going to talk about someone who I believe is a top 50 player. Is It should be in around that 40s range. Uh, and that's going to be Justin Simmons, the safety for the Broncos. Yes, I'm a Broncos homer, and I completely understand. But if you go back and look at last year's um, plays and the the score, the, the final outcomes of the games, the defense was the most important piece, and especially in the AFC West. Uh, and having the safety with Patrick Sertan, the cornerback, um, really kept teams. Um, you didn't have a whole bunch of passing touchdowns. So I think Justin Simmons, who is a leader on the on a really good Broncos defense, um, deserves more credit. Um, that being said, there's only 50 players and there's 32 teams, so we're talking about not even two players per team. And so I can see how he, he could fall a little bit. That's fair. Uh, one player that I have on the list, and I, I, re- I regret having to, to talk about him this way, uh, because he is a Dallas Cowboy, and that is Trevon Diggs of the Dallas Cowboys. I know that he went from having an 11 interception season in 2021 to just three in 2022. But I looked at some of his advanced stats, Derek. Um, He only gave up 64% completion percentage, which might seem a little bit high. But he also only gave up a total of three touchdowns uh, on the man that he was guarding. 673 yards when in 2021 he gave up 907. So, like, I feel like he's doing a better job of not just playing the ball and playing corner. And I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, he's definitely a shutdown guy. I think he's a dynamic guy. I think he's someone who can change the direction of a game for the Dallas Cowboys. And like, I wouldn't recommend trying to throw it on him in like a Hail Mary situation because I think he will try to play the ball as if he's a receiver. So, I, I just feel like he needs to get a little bit more respect, uh, but did miss the list this year. Can I uh, go, go back to one of your players that's on your top 50 that's no longer ranked? Yes. So, yeah, let's talk about Tom Brady just real quick. So um, over the last couple of weeks, he has become a minority owner in the Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, so people are looking into the contract and all that kind of stuff and say, hey, okay, so if he wants to come out of retirement and play for the Raiders, what has to happen? Well, he uh, he would have to sell his part of the team. That's apparent because you can't be a uh, player owner. But then he has to get approval of all the rest of the Raider owners. Uh, in order to do that, um, to to go and play for the team. Now, I think that's apparent that they were like, "Oh, hey, mm, yeah, we're going to increase the uh, the amount of our investment or the 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 value of our investment having Tom Brady as our as our quarterback." So yeah, that's pretty easy. Well, earlier this week, we as it came out, 
in order to not have a uh, a physical, the new Las Vegas Raider quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo signed a waiver that uh, if there is something uh, that is uh, that causes him uh, injury to the foot that he is having surgery on or had surgery on, they can they can void his contract. Uh, so everything seems to be like I mean this is not a conspiracy of like oh well, this is what's going to happen, but uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is a as a great quarterback, but he just gets hurt too much, and the language from what I'm understanding, I I have uh, I have a, a legal degree but not not read the contract itself and legalese is a I was there in 2011. Um, I don't uh, I don't have a full understanding of it, but it's pretty wide language from what I understand of like what is considered an injury and what uh, he can be waived by. I mean, wouldn't it be fun, you know, eight games into the season <laughs> that they have to like all of a sudden pull uh, pull Tom Brady out of retirement to save the Raiders season? Um, Josh McDaniels being the head coach. I think I just it, it's a story that would be worth a movie. What do you think about that, Caleb? Uh, it probably would be worth a movie, but I just don't want to see Brady play again. So, um, you know, I'm like, hmm, Aiden O'Connell season, uh, the Purdue player <laughs> that they drafted, uh, him and Brian Hoyer going after it with Chase Garbers. Because uh, apparently Chase Garbers is a quarterback currently on the roster for the, <laughs> the Raiders. Uh, I will go a step further and Chase Gardner is a person. Okay, Chase Garbers. Uh, yeah, uh, apparently he was uh, a quarterback from the University of California. Oh well, there we go. I did not keep up with uh, with Cal as much as I probably should have last year. It's okay. Uh, yeah. Is the Pac-12 really even a conference? Okay, well, let's not get too much into that uh, because can we I can move talk on about that for a whole episode. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's start uh, the countdown. Uh, make okay, sure you get your. Oh, let's maybe we'll do like a, a deep breath or something. Okay, yeah, we got to be able to to make sure we get these these numbers out though. Well, at number fifty. We have Jonathan Taylor, the running back for the Indianapolis Colts. So uh, he just tipped, uh, just got the, on the list at number fifty, um, and I think that he is going to have a much better twenty twenty three season, uh, at more than he did in uh, in twenty twenty two, as uh, he's got a brand new quarterback, and this brand new quarterback also runs around the field quite a bit so i think they're definitely going to be looking in more of a, a running option and i think he's going to become a very integral part of the of this offense uh caleb can you remind me who the new head coach of the uh is it shane steichen shane steichen yeah that's what i thought okay so shane steichen came over from the Philadelphia Eagles, um, and he was the man who basically built um, the Jalen Hurts offense. They drafted uh, Anthony Richardson 
uh, in the draft this year at number four. And it was a really good run offense uh, when they were in Philadelphia. And uh, a lot of the running backs picked up quite a bit of yards. And Jonathan Taylor, relatively young and can definitely uh, be a workhorse in this offense. So I'm, I'm, I'm seeing good things for Jonathan Taylor, fingers crossed, and I think he's a really good guy. I think he's a really good guy as well. I think that part of why he's a little bit further than maybe some people may expect. Um, Derek, you and I will talk until we're blue in the face about how important offensive line play is. And while they have some stars on the offensive line, it's not necessarily a a solid thing all the time. Uh, although it is great when uh, Wesley French lines up at center and they have French fries next to each other on their offensive line. <laughs> um, you know, is are they going to go with Gardner and try to lean on Taylor a bit? Are they going to do Anthony Richardson a lot more? Uh, is Anthony Richardson going to be the fourth down guy or the goal line guy like Jalen Hurts has been? I, th- I think it's tough to say that Jonathan Taylor is going to be the back that we saw two years ago. Um, you know, it's a different scheme. It's a different offense. Uh I think they want to throw it a little bit more, but I also know Jonathan Taylor is a heck of a player. So what do you do? You get the ball in the hands of your best players. Jonathan Taylor is going to be featured. I just don't know if he is the feature of the Colts offense this year, even though I will just go ahead and put it out there and say he should be. Sounds good. All right, and at Brody number 49, we have Mark Andrews, the tight end of the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, uh, If you have your Brody bingo cards ready, uh, he went to the University of Oklahoma, and we are an Oklahoma-based podcast, so check, check. Uh, We have that out of the way. It's it's interesting. Um, Mark Andrews has had some ups and downs in his career. I think he's a phenomenal player. You know, last year he put up 73 catches for 847 yards and five touchdowns. It just wasn't as good as it's been in some other years. And I'm not really sure what I think about them in Todd Munkin's offensive system. You know, uh, a lot of the other pass catchers out there are completely different. Odell Beckham Jr. is there. Zay Flowers got drafted in. Uh, Rashad Bateman is still there. Uh, Andrews is Mr. Reliable. And I think he will get a lot of those first down catches. And let's be fair. We didn't really rank a lot of tight ends. So this is not necessarily a slight to Mark Andrews for where he is. Uh, when I'm doing the quick look through the list, I believe we have three tight ends ranked. And so we're saying Mark Andrews is the third best tight end of the league. We're just not sure that he is 
as good as who we've seen maybe in some prior years. What do you think, Derek? Am I right? Am I wrong? What do you think about Mark Andrews in 2023? Okay, listeners, uh, I hope you didn't put your bingo cards away because we're going to mark off another square. Do you know where Todd Munkin used to coach America's brightest orange, Oklahoma State University? So uh, we have an an OU mention. We have an OSU mention. Um, We are halfway to bingo on this particular, just in two players. Uh, So uh, Mark Andrews is going to be better this year. Um, He's going to have better numbers because of the weapons that are around uh, Lamar Chase now. You got OBJ. We'll see what what kind of player he is. It's been a couple of years since he has been uh, a number one guy, but Zay Flowers in the rookie, you know, will looks pretty good. But not being the only pass catching option for uh, Lamar Jackson is going to increase his numbers uh, because they're going to be able to spread it out more. Because they're going to be able to run a better offense. Because they're going to be able to do stuff where he's not double and triple teamed. Um, He can be that first down guy, and he can get closer to that 1,000-yard mark. I think he's going to have a better year. Um, Lamar's back. He got paid, um, so you don't have to worry. That's not hanging over the head anymore. I think that that, uh, that helps. And again... Mark Andrews being the third best tight end of the NFL based on the uh, the Brody rankings. The other two guys are, uh, you know, in contention for who's the best tight end of all time. And so, you know, you're doing pretty well if you're at, uh, yeah, at 49 right now. Absolutely. Um, I will say uh, if we're going to do just Todd Monk in history, we got to talk about how he was. Uh, back-to-back defending offensive coordinator for the University of Georgia as the, the national champions and coached one of your favorite quarterbacks, Stetson Bennett, the fourth. Stetson Bennett, the fourth. Love that, man. A future Hall of Famer from the Rams. Uh, I was going to say future college football Hall of Famer. <laughs> I mean, he uh, has to be. It's, uh, he, and he has to do it in the next two or three years because he's too old for anything else uh, as i think he's 26 now um in the nfl just getting drafted uh we ready to move on yeah brody number 48 and for number 48 we're going to joel batonio uh, the offensive guard for the browns um he has stayed very stable the last three years being in the mid forties every year, uh, just a slight departure. So 2021, he was 44, 2022, he was 47 and now he's number 48. So, um, you know, doesn't get a whole lot of love offensive linemen, uh, don't get a whole lot of love and especially guards don't get a whole lot of love. And so, you know, this guy is super special when he is, uh, in the mid-40s for the Brody Sports Talk and been there for the last three years. He is the the piece that makes the Browns go. Um, we'll talk about where they're going uh, in a couple of picks, 
But uh, guard play is so underrated because the middle of that offensive line, if you can't move the guys in front of you, the uh, the passing game isn't going to do very much either. Um, we're not going to talk about uh, who his quarterback is, but uh, let's just say that Joel Batonio is one of the best guards in the league and uh, will be probably for the next few years as I see him staying right where he's at uh, in our Brody 50. I mean, we've been very consistent about the Browns offensive line. It's been good for a while, and Joel Batonio is a part of it that makes it great. You know, he's been there since... They drafted him back in 2014. Always out there playing, trying to do his best. And it's just crazy. It's crazy the amount of stuff that he does. He looks like a star in Kevin Stefanski's offense, as much of a star as a as an offensive guard can be. <laughs> and um, he's he's well-deserved. He's deserving of his space here in the list. And I mean, you look at that, that offensive line right now and Joel Batonio is definitely the name that, that pops. Uh, it's not Dredrick Wills, Ethan Pochich, Wyatt Teller, or Jack Conklin. Like Joel Batonio is the person who has been consistent, who has been there and who continues to make that running game and passing game as effective as it has been. Yeah, no, you are exactly correct on that. And I think we've said everything we can about Joel Batonio. You are probably right. Uh, well, let me go ahead and uh, I'm going to put my sword in my sheath because I'm here to talk about Brody number 47. And yes, that was a bit of a Homer reference because it is Jair Alexander, the 5'10 cornerback of my favorite team, the team I am uh, an owner of, uh, the Green Bay Packers. Jerry Alexander, what's there to say about the guy? He is good. He went out, he had <laughs> five interceptions last year. I feel like he's always making plays. I don't know that anyone will forget that he picked off Tom Brady twice in the 2020 postseason to give the Packers as much of a shot in that game as they did. It's crazy. It's crazy how well he has done. And I really wish that more people just knew of him, knew how good he is, knew how effective he is because he doesn't give up very much. Um, when quarterbacks threw his way last year, Derek, he gave up a 63.7 passer rating. Uh, it was a total of 572 yards and only two touchdowns. Um, and I don't know if everyone remembers this, but they didn't line him up specifically on Justin Jefferson the first week of the season because um, our, our defensive coordinator was not smart enough to have that plan or want that plan for whatever reason. Um, but he did play him later in the year and basically locked him down. 
And if you can be someone who can walk down Justin Jefferson, you definitely deserve to be a part of the Brody 50 because not very many people lock him down. Uh, Derek, what are your thoughts here about Jer Alexander? This is an underrated pick. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's been on our list for a couple of years now, but does not get the love that he really deserves because of all the uh, offensive fiasco that's going on uh, or has been going on with the with the Packers. Uh, the Packers know how to build defenses and they know how to bend uh, how to build that bend but don't break defense. And this guy is just an integral piece of that. Um, you are right. They need, do need to use them correctly. He's got the skills to lock up uh, a lot of the great receivers that are in the uh, in the north up there. And uh, so, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what uh, 2023 brings. And, uh, you know, let's see if we can move him higher on the list next year because of the accolades. Absolutely. Let's move on to Brody number 46. And uh, this is Nick Chubb. So uh, earlier I talked about Joel Petonio um, being the offensive guard. Now we're talking about the running back for the Browns. Last year, uh, Nick Chubb was not ranked in our list, and that's on us. We uh, we probably should have ranked him on, on here at least in the mid-40s, closer to that 50 range. Um, he is an engine uh, as part of the, the Browns that, uh, you know, everyone talks about the quarterback that's up there and, you know, what he can or can't do. Uh, the running backs for the Browns are the most important piece. That offense runs off of play action, runs off of the running game. And frankly, if you can just wear down a team with the running game, um, you're going to win most of those games. And Nick Chubb is that guy. Um, so, um, you know, between the the two, the Joel Petonio and Nick Chubb, the Browns, I think, are well-established on this list. Um, a lot of times, uh, I wouldn't say that in the uh, early aughts, maybe even the 2010s, but the Browns have some good players. Oh, you know, what I say, the 2010s, you'd have Joe Thomas on a list. He'd probably be in the top 10 or something like that. Um, but the Browns definitely have some players on this list. And uh, I love what Kevin Stefanski is doing with the offense, with the players, and they're drafting pretty well. And we're no longer looking at them as that 0-16, 0-17 team. We're talking about, are they going to make the playoffs? And, you know, where's that push going to be? What pieces do they need to uh, to be a playoff contender? And I really like that we're talking about um, the Browns as more of a contender than we are a pretender. Absolutely. I do think it's interesting to talk about Nick Chubb here because – I think one thing that has changed this offseason and probably has us going, hmm, and kind of putting Nick Chubb a little bit higher this year is uh, I think that we looked at it as a bit of a dynamic duo before with Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh, Kareem Hunt's not there. Uh, He's still a free agent. So who knows if he's going to get signed or picked up somewhere. But when you look behind Nick Chubb and you see Jerome Ford and Demetric Felton and 
uh, names that you don't recognize, it, it makes you go, okay, so Chubb is more the guy this year. Maybe that's a little bit more faith in us and his abilities, but he's been great. I mean, he's been in the league for five years on a primarily run first offense, and he has put up four straight a thousand yard seasons. And that's with him getting 996 in his rookie year uh, when he only started nine games. And he has a total of 48 rushing touchdowns, Derek. So uh, every year it's either been eight or 12 rushing touchdowns for him. So he goes out, he gets the job done. He pounds the ball in, he does the work. He's going to show up. He's going to be consistent and he deserves the recognition. I'm glad that we included him this year. Yeah, that's a, a great thing. Uh, do you want to move on to the most controversial pick on this uh, draft? Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's uh, uh, fire up the controversy button because at number or hold on Brody number 45. We have a rookie on our list this year. We do not always have a rookie. And that is young Bijan Robinson, the running back for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, it's going to be interesting. So he's going to Atlanta. He's going to be wearing number seven. He's going to be in Arthur Smith's offense. And I think everyone's looking at him as this versatile weapon that Arthur Smith is going to need to find a way to use him like he found a way to use Derrick Henry when he was the OC of the Titans. I'll admit I've been on the Arthur Smith train. Things did not necessarily go great for him. The first couple of years there in Atlanta, I want him to succeed. I don't know if this is a bet on running backs having a fantastic first year, which we have seen. I mean, even if you talked about uh, an undrafted player like James Robinson for the Jaguars a few years ago, he busted onto the scene as a rookie. I mean, he got traded to the Jets and they didn't use him. And he ended up on, a, a, he, I believe he's in the Patriots backfield now. Like, Bijan Robinson is coming in as one of the highest rated running backs in the draft in the last several years, taken up there as one of the highest since uh, Ezekiel Elliott or Saquon Barkley. And let's face it, they both had great rookie years. I think it's a little bit of a, we think that we see the promise. And if he delivers, he warrants a mention on this list. Now, if he doesn't deliver, we're going to get to the that uh, top 50 from 2023 that are no longer ranked next year and be like, how did Bijan Robinson make this list? Uh, so I'm saying I think it could make sense. I see where it doesn't make sense. Uh, Derek, I know you said it's the most controversial. Uh, what is your take on the on the controversy? Yeah, I don't rank rookies. Um, if you don't play in the NFL, then um, you can't be part of my Brody 50. Uh like I, I didn't even rank 
uh, Young or Stroud or, or uh, Richardson. I didn't. Uh, those are the top uh, top few picks. And uh, Bijan, I'm sure he's going to be great this year. He's going to be in that uh, Rookie of the Year controversy. Uh, conversation but um there are better guys that uh, you know how about we switch him out for justin simmons as i talked earlier uh you know guys who got snubbed uh Bijan, i think has a little too much hype i i watched him at texas he's a great player uh and clearly the best running back in this class but uh show me what you can show me what you got and then I'll rank you next uh, next year. Prove it on the NFL field. That is what Derek next. is saying. Yeah. I, I don't have any qualms, Derek. In general, having a method to how you determine these top 50s, because like you and I put them together, we ask a couple of other people to help us. It's not simple. And... I respect the fact that you say, I want to see you on the field before you just get in based off of hype. Uh, I didn't do that with this one, but I also like, I think sometimes I look and go, should Aiden Hutchinson have been ranked last year? I don't know. Um, he had a really good year, but yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough with rookies. It's really tough. Uh, let's, let's stay down in the Southeast and why don't you introduce us to the next player on the list? Brody number 44. Uh, so if we're talking about guys proven on the field, let's talk about a young guy proving it. And that's Trevor Lawrence. Now, Trevor Lawrence came into the NFL number one overall pick, um, the, a generational talent, and guess what? He's leading his Jaguars to playoff contention and to AF South, AFC South championships. Uh, so we have new coach down there, Doug Peterson, uh, last year. And Trevor Lawrence came into his own. Um, they gave him a, a pretty good receiver, Christian Kirk. And we're looking at... A, a new and improved Trevor Lawrence. Travis Etienne is still down there as his running back. Um, they have a, a, a pretty decent defense um, with Javon Walker being a, uh, a pick for the a recent pick for them. Um, so I think it's just going to get better. And I think we're going to see Trevor Lawrence take over the league soon enough. I think he's going to uh, to finally step into who he, uh, all the hype that he was supposed to get when he came into the league, you know, struggled his first year. But um, we could see Trevor Lawrence be a top 10 quarterback. Uh, well, he's already a top 10 quarterback because we only have like eight or nine on this list. But we could see him being up there in the uh, in the conversations on guys who can turn, who, guys who have turned around a franchise uh, and that's and, and Trevor Lawrence, I think, is worth all the hype. I, I think that it makes sense. Uh, it's so tough to look at him and even consider what on earth happened with the 2021 season. Uh, 
I like to call it the urban fiasco. Um, but Trevor Lawrence also has to be accountable for what he did on the field that year, which was a sub 60% completion percentage, 12 touchdowns and 17 picks. That's not good. That's not good at all. Uh, last year he cleaned it up. He was above 66% completion percentage, 25 touchdowns, eight picks. It's going to be interesting because of the Jaguars. Uh, you mentioned Christian Kirk. We can mention Evan Ingram. They brought him back, franchised him. It seemed like Lawrence to Ingram was a good connection. And I think that we don't maybe real remember it enough, but Calvin Ridley's there and is not suspended anymore. And so Ridley will be able to come in as well, giving them another big receiving target that has a little bit more experience in the league. Yeah, I'm betting that Kevin Ridley is going to be a good player this year. Uh, uh, I I see what you did there. Um, I feel torn, and and here's why, Derek. Like, part of me says, are we we still riding this a little bit off of hype, or are we going with he did enough last year that that's why he's here? Is it that we go, okay – now that he's actually had an NFL coach for a year, let's see how he does in year three. Or is it more of a Trevor deserves just off of last year to be a top 40 player. And I, I'm going to tell you this because I don't think I realized it. Somehow in the MVP voting last year, he he got votes. He finished seventh. I don't know that I think that makes sense. But I do think having him here at about 44 makes sense. Uh, what are your thoughts, Derek? Yeah. So I think this is, he had a big jump from year one to year two. Um, and this is projection of even bigger jump in year three. Also, uh, you know, the hype of Trevor Lawrence of what he did when he coming out of college um, finally seeing seeing that um, and also having gonna have uh, new receivers better receivers you know projection projection to be better receivers um, that uh, there's options for him now and so I'm uh, I, I have ranked him in this range so that because I, I do think that he he's better than, 20 at least 20 other quarterbacks in the league absolutely uh brody number 43 is darius slay big play slay making his introduction to the brody 50 uh and part of that is uh we haven't had the brody 50 that long um so he's been consistent. He had three picks the last couple of years in Philly. He seems to be doing well with uh, the defense that has happened there. Uh, I do think a lot of people thought that it, the defense, while it was good, it wasn't necessarily great under Jonathan Gannon. Uh, they definitely should have made some more adjustments on 
uh, a player I'm sure is probably going to come up on this list at some point, uh, just not today, in Patrick Mahomes um, when they were in the Super Bowl. But I think that Darius Slate is the corner that's going to face your number one receiver. He's going to go out there and have opportunities. And I do think that he does play the ball really well. Uh, I especially think with the front seven and that pass rush that the Eagles have, it makes Darius Slade just able to lock in a lot better. Um, completion percentage only giving up 58.2% last year. Uh, he did give up a total of five touchdowns, but he was going out there taking care of business. Uh, most of the yards that he gave up were through the air. He didn't have a lot of yards after catch allowed. And I mean, we're talking about a 17 game season and he was thrown at a total of 79 times and allowed 46 completions. Like you're not throwing to him <laughs> because you don't want to throw to him. Um, 46 out of 17 games is what? two or three catches a game. It's not very many. So big play slay making an introduction on the top 50 here at number 43. Derek, what do you think? Yeah, I want everyone to understand something. Um, this is the 43rd best player in the NFL. This is no slight to anybody who's in this 50 to 41 range. Um, there are a, a whole heap of people in the NFL, and this is one of the best cornerbacks to play the game. Yeah, you're not going to win all the games that you're in because only one of two teams can win a game each week. That being said, Darius Slate is a great cornerback um, and really fits into this Eagle system really well. Um can't wait to see what he does. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just big, I mean, as you said, big play slay is, uh, you, you, you have to have a shutdown corner and this is the type of guy that, uh, will make, will shut anybody down. Should we, uh, switch coasts? Uh, we were up in Philly for that last one. Uh, switch switch sides here for uh, the what the the number that may be the meaning of life. Yes, uh, roadie number forty two. Yeah, let's move over to Los Angeles, uh, not San Diego. No, Los Angeles for the Chargers linebacker Joey Bosa. One of uh, two Bosa on this list. And uh, 42, one of my favorite numbers, and I'm glad to have uh, to talk about this particular pick. Um, so as uh, the last couple of years, Joey Bosa has kind of slipped down on the Brody 50 in 2021. He was number 20. Last year he was 38, and now we're moving to 42. One of those issues is injuries. Um and so if you're not on the field or someone else is taking your position, you're going to move down the list. But when he's on, when he's healthy and on the field, 
it's someone that you have to account for. You have to put a tight end um, to to chip or to uh, to just even block. Um, and the way they use him is very versatile and does a lot for the Chargers. You know, of course, everyone talks about Justin Herbert being, um, you know, the big name in uh, in Los Angeles, and you know, Austin Eckler's there. Mike Williams, you know, if they could, if the if that team can stay healthy, I think they can do a lot, and that goes along with Joey Bosa. As I think that he's a great defensive player, and you know, defense wins championships. So I have Joey Bosa at forty-two, and uh, yeah, I, I think that he's got a lot of. of I mean, I, th- I think he can move his way back up the uh, the Brody fifty next year if we see a really good year. Yeah, I think in general, it's one of those players that you look at and go, how am I supposed to take some of this together? You know, he came back at the end of last year. You know, ideally, he and Khalil Mack are supposed to be rushing the passer from two different sides. Um, are they able to get there? Are they able to stay healthy? It it hasn't been a, a smooth ride for... Joey Bosa as far as just getting banged up a little bit. Um, All that being said, he's been in the league for seven years. He has 16 and a half sacks, 14 forced fumbles. Like he's not someone you want to see bearing down on Russell Wilson when he's your quarterback. Um, You would rather make sure that you have someone solid blocking him. You know, like you said, use a tight end to chip. Use whatever. Just don't let Joey have easy access. You know, he is a former defensive rookie of the year. He has the skills. And that's what we're saying with this list. He has the skills. Joey deserves to be here. I love having him on the list. And I can't wait to uh, to close out this episode, Derek. Uh, let me, let me go ahead and get us to a a man that I think there might be some familiarity with here. Brody number 41. And that is none other than Aaron Charles Rogers, (laughs) the quarterback of the New York football jets. He is a four-time NFL MVP, one-time Super Bowl champion, and multiple-time Offensive Player of the Year winner. He has thrown for a total of 475 touchdowns in his career, and so he will be looking to try to break that 500-touchdown mark this coming year with those football Jets. Uh, And because he has such an excellent offensive mind and Nathaniel Hackett calling the plays. I'm sure that there will not be any issues with that. Um, no, it's really interesting. Uh, we're coming with Rogers here at 41. He was number four when we did last year's list. He was number two when we did the list the year before that. Um, I mean, he's even changing his number from 12 to eight to respect Joe Namath. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's in the big city. 
uh, I don't want to give potentially give away all of your points here, Derek. So what, what are your, some of your thoughts here about Rogers as a member of the J E T S jets, jets, jets. Oh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be in the top 20 of Brody 50 next year. As I think he is going to have a resurgence in his career with lots and lots of weapons in New York, a defensive minded coach and a guy who can call his own plays. Um, this is such an upgrade for the Jets quarterback situation and such an upgrade for Rodgers' offense situation. Um, now, he, of course, have asked for all the Packer rece- Packers receivers to come with him, and they've signed a couple of them. But you have Sauce Gardner on your defense, um, probably one of the best young cornerbacks in the league, if not the best for his age. Um, you have a you have Quentin Williams over there. Now, that's a different story in itself. You have a lot of great pieces there. Um, my hope is that the offense, when it is called, is better than the way it was called previously for other teams. But that being said, Aaron Rodgers still has life left in his arm. Um, You know, I can definitely see the light of uh, Aaron Rodgers being, you know, taking the Jets to the playoff. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I know that he's turning 40 this year. And, you know, they say that father time is undefeated. He threw quite a few picks last year. He ended up with 12. It's one of his highest numbers in his career as far as picks in the season. But there is something about who he is. When he wants to prove someone wrong, he has a fire in who he is. And he goes out there to try to show all of the haters that he can do whatever he wants to do. It's a bit dangerous. Um, I know that if you strictly looked at last year's numbers, Rogers was a disappointment. Again, was he didn't have Devonte Adams all of a sudden? He didn't have hardly anyone. Although some of that hardly anyone is, like you said, going to the Jets with him. Um, It's going to be intriguing to see how this all sorts out. Uh, I love him being included on the list, but I also go. When you think about him being number two or number four in prior rankings and him all the way at 41 now it makes sense why there wasn't like a blockbuster trade package that the Packers got. And it makes sense why this could be his last year. You know, he is turning 40 mid season. It's not a, a lock that Rogers can return. Um, you know, uh, I tried to reach out for comment, but I don't have FaceTime. <laughs> so I did not get through to him. 
uh, for this list, but it it's going to be odd uh, seeing him wear that Gotham green and playing for the Jets. But dang, is he a good quarterback? Anything else, Derek, before we uh, no, wrap I, up the episode? No, I think uh, I can't wait to uh, for our next episode of, uh, you know, 40 through was, was it 31. Yeah, 40 through 31. That'll be next week. Um, the Brody 50 is, is probably one of my favorite off-season ventures that we do. Uh, it's a little bit chaos, but it's very fun to talk about the players, talk about their new landing spots, and think about how they will do in the upcoming season. Because if there's one thing we know for sure, it's that anything can happen. And there are players that probably should have been on this list last year that we didn't realize. And they will be getting their due as we work our way through the list now. Um, I will say, if you like our com- like our information, dislike our information, let us know on our Twitter, at Brody Talk. Uh, we do love interacting with you all on there. But on behalf of my co-host, Eric, my name is Caleb Walgren. We are going to go ahead and sign off, and y'all have a great one. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>